0: Welcome everyone to this week's Really Big Fan Podcast. I am your host, Chizuk. and joined, as always, by my co-host and wife, Acronym. Hi. We are back. We took last week off because, of course, it was the uh, Thanksgiving holiday, and uh, Wednesday was going to be that, like, biggest bar night of the year stuff. And we know our Twitch audience are huge bar hoppers.
1: No, I I wasn't going to be here anyway (laughs) because I had to go to work on that night. Y'all a bunch of drunks. I photographed some stuff and then said... Okay, I'm leaving before the drunk drivers get on the road. See
0: ya. What she really meant was she's leaving before the really big fan podcast listeners get out there on the road. (laughs) I'm sure.
1: (laughs) Well, at least we know that uh, today, since uh, as a segue into headlines here, Uh uh, Spotify rap dropped today. It did. And uh, Faceless Tony is in the 11th percentile listening.
0: Absolutely he is. So, And we appreciate it more <laughs> than we could ever possibly
1: express. Exactly. So if you've been listening to us and we ended up on your list, we're excited about it. Feel free to tag us in it. If yeah. you post them, we'd love to see them. Uh, especially since it's our first year doing this one. Yeah. Be so cool it's, to see.
0: it's cool to know that we're making a dent.
1: Yeah. And... Uh, we we found out once again that both of us got Smashing Pumpkins as our top artist. Like third year in a row. Like
0: third year in a row for both of us. I'd have to go back and look, but I think every year Smashing Pumpkins is probably my top artist, which probably. is wild considering the amount of Johnny Cash I've listened to this year. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, I, I had Smashing Pumpkins last year and the year before. And last year I didn't get to photograph them. And I was like, I'm so sad that they're my, my top artist and I didn't get to do it. So I said, next year. And then I did
0: it. So That could have just been your serotonin boost.
1: I, it could have been. But all of my serotonin boosts have something to do with me photographing things. And I have a better one this time. Okay. So, but uh, yeah, Spotify rap dropped today. So if you have Apple Music, my condolences. You have better audio quality than we do. But right. hey.
0: Does Apple Music also not pay artists well?
1: I, I don't know about that. But I they do have better audio quality. Uh, but someone in this house uses an Android.
0: Yeah, I do. So that would that way I don't have for to, two different plans. That way I don't have to spend yeah. three grand every year when a new uh, thing drops.
1: Oh, considering that they keep emailing or sending texts, going, "Hey, come get the fifteen. Yeah. We'll literally, give you five hundred dollars. Just come get the fifteen because yep. they're not selling. So yeah, so there's that. But Spotify was interesting. I was getting texts from people today, like. Anna, who is on her plan, Mm. uh, sent me hers today and was like, hey, can you tell that this happened in my life? And like, yeah, it was
0: very evident by what she was listening to. That's the funny thing about mine is that the top artist is Smashing Pumpkins, but then the next three artists are all uh, lo-fi, like AI. (laughs) Oh, yeah. From listening to that when I sleep. Yeah. And then it's Radiohead.
1: No, I and that was the weird part. I didn't think Radiohead was going to be on mine. Somehow, Radiohead made it onto my
0: number two. End of horses makes complete sense. I'm starting to doubt the legitimacy. Like I said, I've listened to a lot of Johnny Cash. Yeah, and I know I have. And the fact that he is not in my top five makes me go, "What?" Well, it
1: depends. Like, there's a cutoff time frame too. Like, it was like a couple weeks ago. Was Mm. when it cuts off, but like. I do listen to Radiohead when I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that com- does that come through on there still? You said that. You- I guess we'll find out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Thank you for that. That was wonderful. Missed the walkway. Missed the walkway because K Fresh is in here. What's up, K Fresh? Nice. Nice. Um- so yeah, I ended up with Radiohead, and then it went to Band of Horses, which I know is legitimate because yeah. I, I listen to Band of Horses way too much. I it's hear you just, listening to Band of Horses. plenty. It's just the playlist that I made for their set list, yep. so it's not even their entire catalog. Then Deftones, which I know that's because at one point I was listening to Gord, Asleep. Okay. Um, I don't know why I can listen to Deftones and Sleep, but apparently I can. And Portishead, Head, which I don't feel like I listened to that much this year, but apparently I did. So, and I was laughing at my, all of the singles that I had for my top songs. All of them are not current except Fall Out Boy's Love on the other side. Because number two is fucking in the meantime, my space hog. Nice. And it makes me happy.
0: That's, uh, you can blame that on Guardians of the Galaxy 3.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Zero from Smashing Pumpkins, Mantra, Bring Me the Horizon, and Is There a Ghost from Man of Horses, Which yep. is the first thing on that playlist yep. is why. That's it- what I hear all the time. <laughs> I hear that and uh, there's a... I could sleep. <laughs> I could sleep. And then Laredo,
0: those are like the two that I I definitely always listen to. So yeah, my my number one single was the orchestrated version of DMX's "X Going to Give It to You," totally and that is not, not a surprise. surprise. Totally not. That's not, what. That's not so whatsoever. You literally tell everyone about that song too. It's so good.
1: <laughs> it's pretty epic, man.
0: I wish I could be. I wish I could still import music into the WWE games for your creator wrestler like you could on like the PlayStation 3. Yeah. Because I would import regular X gonna give it to ya and come out to it until Wrestlemania. and Then, and you would, then I would come out to the orchestrated X gonna give it to you cause it's epic as
1: shit. I thought you were gonna say that you were gonna come out to one when you were a heel and one when you were a face like Shinsuke has the, it's the rock Ooh, version cool. of his
0: Yeah. I like the the rap version of Shinsuke's theme more. The one with the the guys rapping over it and stuff. Uh,
1: no, like the yeah 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 that one. I thought cool. that one's got an added edge to it.
0: I still love his original. Like the NXT theme is the one that starts with the violin.
1: Yeah yeah. Bum,
0: bum, 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 bum. And like the buildup of that one is so great. It takes a full like thirty seconds for him to even get out, you know, onto the mm-hmm. stage. But it's still it's just so good. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So what else you got in news today?
0: Builds the anticipation. Oh, it's headline time,
1: isn't it? Yeah, I already segued. I segued with Spotify. Well,
0: I didn't have anywhere to stick the headline music. You just busted right into your Spotify. (laughs) So now I've at least given myself an edit point to put it in. I think you'll be able to. Uh, I found this uh, last week on Kotaku. So the guys that published the Persona series, Atlas... Mm. uh amid a whole bunch of uh different companies uh getting rid of um programmers and artists and all that stuff are actually uh, increasing their annual salaries by 15%. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, to try and make themselves more attractive to global talent. Gotcha. So we, they'll be, you know, looking to looking to poach some uh, some international talent from over overseas gotcha. maybe for Persona 6 or whatever the next iteration of Persona 5 the force. Persona Five game came out last month. That's so weird that I think they multiple versions. It, it, yeah, like they come out with the game, and then they come out with a improved version of the game with extra stuff, usually an extra character of some sort. Mm-hmm. And then they start like going into other genres. Well, like I had dance the, game or something. They do a dance game. That's that's why I said fourth, like I did, because I was like, I think there was a dance game. Yeah, they they did they did get dance games for five, th- four, and three. Um, they did the fighting game, which had the three and the four characters in it that we played long, long ago on the PlayStation Three.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then for Persona Five, they just did a tactics game, which is kind of like uh, XCOM. It's kind of like you move your guys around like chess pieces gotcha. on the board.
1: I was just thinking about uh persona 5 today because we were talking about what we name our hard drives yeah in the concert group
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh i was like at one point i had two hard drives that were named after persona characters even though i don't play the game yep
0: <laughs> and i just played it because because they're big long games and i played yeah. it so much surprised you I don't like have, to watch <laughs> surprised you don't have uh hard drives named after final fantasy characters at this point considering uh, how much of that i've been playing
1: no the current hard drive i use is named goober for yeah, Spider Verse. So that's yeah. one I'm rocking with now. But it's good. cool and Morgana are are dead right now.
0: Oh, works and one of them doesn't. I don't know. Which I didn't switch. So this is this is not a headline. This is kind of off topic, but so I've been playing um, Final Fantasy Legend. Yeah, was the black and white first black and white Game Boy Final Fantasy one that looks like Pokemon, right? And is actually in Japan called oh, Saga romancing saga number one um that game has three different character classes you can have humans you can have mutants and you can have monsters on your party and you have four slots Mm -hmm. so i started a game with two humans a mutant and a monster and i named them chizuk acronym uh izbit and kylo Mm -hmm. one of the things in that game is that if your characters, like in any role play game, if your characters die, you can take them someplace and get resurrected. Mm-hmm. But your characters have three hearts. Yeah. And every time you resurrect one, one of the hearts goes away. So if you resurrect them three times, three times. you can't resurrect them again. Yeah. And you have to go to the guild and get a new character. Because Kylo is a monster and monsters suck, he died four, three times. Aww. And I had to get a, a mutant and name him Kylo instead. Oh, geez. <laughs> after the second time, I was like, "Man, monsters suck." Because they're the way they level up just sucks. Yeah. Um. I was like, man, I need to get. A, I need to just have two mutants and two humans, and let let Kylo be a mutant instead. I felt bad. <laughs> That's the problem with naming role playing characters after like people in your life is things will happen to them, and you'll be like, "Oh no!"
1: Right. So there was a uh, thing that happened at the Falcons game the other day. So we had, like, there were different artists that popped up at different football
0: games. I was I was going to ask you what sports ball this was.
1: We got Jack Harlow. It was bad. It was boring. Okay. And so friend of the show, Mark Cooper, had sent me, like, the clip of Jack Harlow and was going, man. And I was like, and meanwhile, Ludacris is out here being fucking Shawn Michaels. He was on... A little wire. Oh, Lord. Was wrapping over the field on this wire.
0: Dude's got no fear.
1: Well, I mean, Fast p- and Furious, he does stunts,
0: right? To be able so to perform. You can see that. While they're hanging you hundreds of miles in the air.
1: So I, I sent that to Mark saying, like, oh, this guy thinks he's Shawn Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, my God.
0: <laughs> Ludacris is just a sexy boy.
1: He's just a sexy boy.
0: Uh, since we last saw you, the Scott Pilgrim anime came out. Yeah. And we watched the whole thing. It was so good. Yeah, I was going to say, I think uh, we both give it a pretty glowing review. There is a minority on the internet, as there is with all things, that uh, were not happy about it. Uh, but it's not for the reasons you would think. Uh, it, it's because they kind of expected it to be more like the books. Yeah. Like they were They were like, oh, it's they're just going to adapt... The comic book, because the comic book had a bunch of stuff you just couldn't do in live action, even though they did a lot of cool stuff in live action. Right. Um, and then, like, you get to the end of the first episode and it goes in a completely new direction. And every episode after that is just completely new content. Mm-hmm. And you're like, eh, yeah, about it. And I'm like, I understand. I understand. Same same thing with the people that, when they made live action, be up was like, but they didn't do the same things. I, yeah. I get it. But personally, I like that.
1: Yeah, well, it's the thing is, too is that it worked here. It,
0: it didn't work with Cowboy Bebop. Uh, well, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. But I'm I'm definitely, especially after Bebop, I'm of the opinion of I just want more of the thing I like. Exactly, yeah. So like when for for example, one of the um things that was brought up in the article I've got in front of me was the uh Evangelion rebuild movies. <laughs> like the first one is almost shot for shot the first half of the series mm-hmm. At, where it from makes sense. and yeah. yeah and from there it kind of takes a left turn and take, brings you into new territory in the final two movies mm-hmm. um and and really i you know i think that's cool i think like i said i just i kind of once want... again it works with that though it doesn't work with cowboy
1: bebop yeah way that like it it has to be executed properly to where it's entertaining in order for it to work and there were only a handful of episodes in the live-action one that I felt like did that. Yeah, some of them were just like, "What is happening here?"
0: Yeah, but um, I think the the, the way they remixed some of the uh, characters from the show and mm-hmm. and and used them was was a little yeah. weird. Yeah, for Bebop. But I would still absolutely welcome a second season of Cowboy Bebop.
1: Yeah. I would still watch it, yeah. That being said. But um, without saying any spoilers, at least with the Scott Pilgrim anime, like when it does take the turn, it makes it really interesting. And it follows um a little bit more of Ramona than it does Scott for a period. I think it's, I really liked because it rounded out literally it rounded out all the other characters.
0: Yeah, I think more. that's its strength is yeah. that you get to spend more time with Everyone else, yeah, and that's and not I think, just his friends. It's the villains too. Yeah, and I think everyone else is really more interesting than Scott is in the first place. Whereas, if you centered off Shoal Show around Scott, I don't like. I don't, yeah, I don't know if it would
1: have been as entertaining. So it it, it definitely and it allows more more context for some of the characters and why Ramona and that character
0: broke up. Sure, at certain
1: points and stuff like that versus just like a one minute explanation.
0: It was just really cool to see that. And it allows them to approach Scott's own toxicity in in a new way. Yes. Which is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, there is even, like, this is the only thing I think I'll spoil is that there's a a part where he has a conversation with Knives saying, like, I was probably too old for you in the first place. Sure. Which kind of retcons the weird old man dating a 17-year-old Chinese schoolgirl. Fair enough. So, like... Scott is only 22 (laughs) Twenty-two. He's <laughs> not a weird old man. He's twenty-two. <laughs> Even older, Scott.
0: <laughs> uh, the new division game, according to this Kotaku article, has a feature every game should steal. It allows you to speed up cutscenes if you're bored and you just want to move through them. Um, one of the things that has plagued gamers since the invention of the cutscene, back in the PlayStation days, is not being able to just skip it. Yeah. Uh, I will say that is the thing I love the most about Final Fantasy 13 is you can pause and hit select and just skip a cutscene If you've already seen it, you're like, nope, I've already been here. I don't need to deal with this. Uh, But yeah, they'll have like a fast forward feature, which um, I'm sure games like the Metal Gear series could absolutely use.
1: Yeah. I I mean, I would like that in certain games myself. Yeah. It's like if I, unless I, this is like my one frustration with Banjo-Tooie, I think not necessarily like cinematic scenes or anything like that. It's that I can't do the move until I find the specific molehill to learn the move.
0: That is a bit of a pain in the ass. That drives
1: but me insane. From a, I from get that it's supposed to be that way but I'm just like, I've already played this game a million times. I already know how to do the buttons but Sure, won't let me do it.
0: Right. From a, a game design point of view I understand it. I understand the, it. it forces you to Uh, whereas in, in, in my day, uh, with the, with the Atari and the Nintendo, it was a lot of pattern memorization Mm -hmm. and that's why I could sit down and play the original Ninja Turtles without losing a life for like three levels. Right. Um, it forces you to memorize where those molehills are to try and get it. Now, honestly, if, if it's set up the way I think it is, and I haven't played a bunch of Panjoa too, I've just watched you play. Yeah. Um, yeah it doesn't allow you to sequence break which is to get things before you're supposed to get them Yeah, but it does force you to be like to remember where that molehill is and -hmm. and be like I can't wait till I can get there so I can get the next thing
1: right yeah it it drives me absolutely bonkers because it's like I know what buttons I'm supposed to be pushing and I'm just like and it's just not there yet yeah and there will be certain things that I want to do like he does that chicken walk yeah. where, like, he flips onto Kazooie's feet and yeah, like, I walk. Kazooie and, like, I can't that. do it until I find, like, the third or fourth anthill, and it's so much faster to run that way. Yeah. So
0: I'm like... Going through those first couple of levels until you get it. Yeah. It's just like... Makes me really cranky. <laughs> uh, there is on uh, on on the Twitter, it's T-W-I-T-T-E-R. I am so surprised you're still even on there. <laughs> There is a screenshot for a preview of Sonic the Hedgehog 3. Yes. Only in theaters December 20th, 2024. Yes. Featuring Shadow the Hedgehog. Oh, boy. <laughs> which is just goth Sonic with a gun. <laughs> I wonder if they're going to give him a gun still. I, they have to. Do they have to? It's, it's, it's a
1: child. major part of the character. Yeah, but it's a gun. Oh, well,
0: Maybe he'll point it at Sonic in, like, the first scene and get it knocked out of his hands and then not get to use it ever. Yeah, but something like that. Yeah, Shadow the Hedgehog is uh, coming to theaters next Christmas. Is Jim Carrey egghead again? Mm, good Do we question. Know. I don't know. I guess they're currently uh, developing it and, and getting ready okay. to shoot it. But
1: Knuckles is still going to be in it, right? Uh, that's a great question. I hope so, because he was lovely and enjoyable he was terrific Idris Shadows. Elba did such a good with that and I don't like I didn't I didn't know how that was going to work and it worked so well so good and the end of the second one he's like I was told there would be sprinkles
0: uh, Sonic is voiced by Ben Schwartz and Idris Elba is reprising his role as Knuckles
1: yes so yeah nothing on Jim Carrey nothing on Jim Carrey yet I would assume he is gonna be in it. They could. I he mean, could go to a different Dr.
0: Robotnik but. isn't in every Sonic game.
1: Yeah, but but Jim Carrey is pretty. Is great. he not like one of the best parts of the movie? though? He is really fun.
0: So I wonder
1: if um uh uh James Marsden is gonna be in it again. Yeah, is that's where Sonic lived. Uh, I would hope so. <laughs> they have a fun dynamic. They do, and. Uh, He's very good at acting with animation. Yeah. Because he's had to do it multiple times yes. now. So.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Uh, another story I've got that just broke yesterday is that um, this uh, this winter, Among Us is doing their indie Cosmic Cube. The Cosmic Cube is kind of like their downloadable content where you can get different things for your little Among Us guys. But the indie mm-hmm. Cosmic Cube will celebrate games like Celeste, Crypt of the Necrodancer, Untitled Goose Game, and Undertale with little pets and, and things that you can put. I know in the screenshot they show a goose from Untitled Goose Game and then they show the little ghost from Undertale. So maybe huh. you can get the little ghost carrying it, following you around. Fun. Yeah. So interested to see uh, what what that entails for Among Us. I haven't played Among Us in forever.
1: Speaking of add-ons, you showed me earlier Eminem uh, has a spaghetti backpack.
0: Eminem is coming to Fortnite.
1: Which yeah, he had posted something about it, and I was like, I didn't know if he was getting his own character.
0: I saw a graphic yesterday of Eminem in the Fortnite style, and took that to mean that yes, you yeah. you will be able to buy M and play as Eminem. But then you showed Fortnite. he has a backpack and a backpack full of mom spaghetti. That's amazing.
1: <laughs> like once again, like I thought that Nightmare Before Christmas might drag me into it, but Eminem might actually drag me into
0: it. I think yeah, I'm gonna look at t- if it's not a stupid amount of money, I may. Spend the money to play Eminem in Fortnite. He may go into my uh my my coterie of characters, which features <laughs> Optimus Prime, Spider-Man 2099, and Miles Morales. And Slim Shady. And Slim Shady. Uh I saw this on uh Facebook earlier today, and this is the last thing I wanted to talk about because uh I was actually at the grocery store looking for this stuff. So uh Liquid Death has a version of the Arnold Palmer, and it's called the Armless Palmer. <laughs> Um, Arizona Ice-T threatened to sue them over it. Oh my God. Because it has Palmer in the name. Yeah, yeah. So they're changing the name starting next year to Dead Billionaire. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Yikes. Yeah. a They had a a post on social media saying they wanted to sue us so we changed the name. If you like Armless Palmer Tea slash Lemonade, then you're going to love our new Dead Billionaire Tea Lemonade. Why? Because it's the exact same thing. Oh my (laughs) God. Only now it has a way cooler name that won't require us to fight a senseless legal battle with a large enterprise who sent us a letter saying we can't use the word Palmer. <laughs> My goodness! So get your uh, get your uh, what is it armless armless Port. Palmer while you can. I, about this time I, next year, those might those might be uh, like ecto cooler cans.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I love their marketing team because they're so aggressively ridiculous.
0: I looked, I nearly bought a case of Armless Palmer and then I was like, this is ridiculous. I'm not spending $20 on a case of liquid dust that I'm not going to drink. Well, it's funny, eh? In the hopes that I could sell it later. I actually almost asked you to get me some liquid
1: dust yeah. and I didn't. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to go into our interview segment. Hell yeah, we are. Going to be with my good pal, Chunky Sequence, who is running a holiday market Um, on December 9th in Ferndale at Affirmations which is a LGBTQ community center and I will be present at that event as well, slinging my wares but uh, we talked to him a little bit uh, about his artwork his background in art where he went to school um, not gatekeeping art things and much more so we're going to get to that next on the Really Big Fan Show podcast you. (laughs) <laughs> welcome back to the really big fan podcast and today we have frankie aka Chuckie sequence here to talk about the holiday market with go affirmations and to talk about his artwork so hi nice to see you today
2: hi <laughs> it's nice to see you guys
1: you keep him warm over there?
2: Oh my god. Uh no, I had to walk my dog. He's right there. For the viewers <laughs> at home. You like can't see him.
1: Hiding. Uh, it's cold. Oh. Or pops. So, no, it's so I cold.
2: It like hurts. It oh. Physically hurts me out outside.
1: Yeah, I keep saying to uh people, I don't know where I why I live where the air hurts my face.
2: <laughs> it's that time of year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah it's and it hits I mean it didn't hit very fast but you know it could have stayed away a little bit longer yeah I'm
1: definitely more of a fall person not a winter person so (laughs) so let's get started on our interview Um, can you tell us a little bit about where your art started
2: okay picture it 2001 (laughs) the golden Girls. no i went to ccs and (laughs) the golden girls i I went to ccs for uh for career studies for children's books and children's media in general but that is a very hard uh thing to get into Mm -hmm. so after college um i started experimenting more with uh because of the frustration of trying to get into that and making all that kind of stuff I just started to like get tired of constantly drawing children's book stuff. So then I started to just bent out my frustration of drawing what I wanted to draw. So then I started to make more kink and gay work. Um, and that kind of just got me more uh, jobs and more notoriety and just more views on, on my social media. And it's yeah. just blown up from then. So I've just like taken a backseat to children's books and all that. I do definitely want to get back into it. And I've been thinking about it and like all the I want to write. Uh, right now, it's just my shop stuff that I've been doing. Because also, you know, pandemic, COVID hit, losing jobs. <laughs> I was totally. like, okay, let me focus on my shop.
1: And well, and it's popping into my head already that maybe yeah. there is a connection there between where you could do the children's books for the drag children's book shows. That's where my brain just went. That could be fun.
2: <laughs> oh, I... <laughs> yeah, I, I've never thought about that. I should start trying. I know. It's like I have to like have a portfolio of just that. I, uh, yeah, that's a new something in 2024. There you
1: avenue. go. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. Yeah, that's, I went through your never Etsy. Of it that way. Yeah, I went through your Etsy and I was seeing like all of the different stuff that you had and you had um something in there called the Fag Mag. Tell us a little bit more about that.
2: Okay, so uh, that's four short stories that I wrote and illustrated of uh, just like sexual fantasies and like dreams, hopes and dreams <laughs> um, and stuff like that that I have. Uh, and I just wrote them down. I made it originally for Flame Con, which is a queer, uh, if you don't know, it's a queer um, comic book, comic zine um, convention in New York. Nice. And I just wanted to have something of that something like that to go with the the event theme and it was something i've been wanting to do going more into comics and zines because leaving ccs i did have a comic book idea that i just haven't you know i've been too scared i'll be honest like i've been too scared to like try to go for it because i've never done comics to that scale and then that doing that one i did it all in a week i wrote and illustrated it all in a week because i left it to the last minute to do <laughs> and I was like, you know what? this was a lot easier than i thought it would be so I definitely want to do more because it says volume one so it leaves the hint that there will be more and it's been pretty go. popular people love it i've had um a lot of good reception to it straight people love to say the title at events and i'm kind of like mm, maybe i did this one wrong <laughs> i'll admit maybe I did this one.
1: well that's something they that, that I, i've said before it. with certain things like um especially during like um iconic queer holidays, I tend to get a little bit like, hey, reminders of things that you should maybe not do and some things that you might want to reconsider. And one of those things is always like some people are fine with like being able to say that to each other or something like that. Mm -hmm. But not everybody is comfortable like using that F word. And it's one of those things where like you have to kind of look at. The audience and see if you're com they're comfortable with it, if you're comfortable with them using it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely oh, sure. that, that one is one of those things where it kind of treads the line between it. So I could see where it's like, oh, straight people,
2: why?
0: That's why. Yeah, pretty much. That's uh, why I just call uh, everyone nerds. I nerds. Can, yeah. I've had <laughs> a lot of people that might get. You know, I've had a lot nerds of nerds. Uh, it's very small. So. <laughs> I that love is, it.
1: Small. So I know that I looked yeah, at or- some of the stickers that you had, too. Now, you ha- you have um a section that you have DM for commissions, and then you have, like, a whole batch of different stickers that I know I personally saw in, like, earrings and things. Tell us a little bit more about those.
2: Yeah. So stickers is what I started off my shop doing. Um, I started doing Goosebumps fan art. And just some other like little queer things and honestly doing halloween stuff was my, I, I like start at my shop and then from there grew bigger no excuse me and then um some of the more popular designs i turned into earrings and then i've like just strictly made stuff for earrings um like i have some that aren't available as stickers or anything else it's just an earring um and then from there i've done enamel pins i've done shirts acrylic pins notebooks beanies hats it's electronic, what sticks what lands what doesn't you know it's always hit or miss and that's what kind of sucks about you having your own shop and like what people don't realize a lot of what I get is people who be like you know I love your work I just don't know if I like it this way maybe you should try like doing shirts or maybe you should do a keychain this and that and it's like I understand what they mean by that but it's like if you don't like my work enough to buy it as a sticker you're not gonna like it enough to buy it as a shirt You know what I mean? Um, Because it's just like me wasting money in the hopes that someone will like it. So that's kind of why I navigate my shop by like, if this is a popular design, I try to make it into something else. So that's kind of like why I have so many different kinds of, I don't know, like different items with the same design.
0: So, I have an idea that might not be as good as your idea. What you need to do is you need to keep some, uh, just some blank t shirts next to you. And somebody's like, that should be on a shirt. You just take the sticker and you put it on the shirt and say, here you go. And then charge them an extra 10 bucks. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Charge them
0: $40. Oh my God.
1: You you have a little heat press thing and you just make them a tiny t shirt. Nope. You just tear the thing (laughs) up, slap in the middle of the shirt and say, here you go. It's on a shirt. Oh man here you go hand wash exactly (laughs) i know i've got some of your stickers between um my laptop and my water bottle i have the kiki's delivery service one and then um laurel actually got me and our friend beck the powerpuff girl one that you did Because we are like the stoner Powerpuff Girls is kind of our joke because we each have the same color hair. Like, I don't act like Bubbles, but I am the blonde one. So (laughs) that's how that played out. And we saw you, uh, I at least was introduced to you through doing Found in the Underground, which leads me into bringing up your show. So tell us how you got started with putting on the holiday market.
2: So, for a while, I've been wanting to do my own uh, market. I didn't think that was ever an avenue. I never really thought of it in that way until last Valentine's Day. um, I was invited to do a queer Valentine's Day market. And it was just, I forgot how they found me. Um, And I just got close to all of them. And then one day, I was just like, I should try putting on my own. And I, you know things got busy since then I did pride I did like other some some other kind of kink events in between there and then around August I was like you know I really want to try doing my own market and then I spent all of September and October trying to find a venue for it, it took like really um a space big enough because I wanted to be pretty big um I've, I've been doing markets now for like three years no, two and a half not three um, and just like knowing, you know, don't just all the things that I've like learned and picked up. And, uh, I was finally just like, I think I want to do my own just cause I'm kind of tired. Well, obviously from what the stuff I make, I don't get into a lot of markets. I get a lot of, I get turned away a lot, despite like my own success. I do get turned away from markets just cause of what I have. You know, they're like, Oh, you know, it's not too too safer here. blah blah. of snap. And, uh, funny enough, you brought up the fact. And I got flame con. I had to put a lot of my work away because there was uh, going to be kids there. Yeah. And that kind of like pissed me off only because I was like, we are marketing towards a demographic that really can't buy anything. Their parents aren't going to buy them stuff. And to have us pay such top, like top dollar to get a six foot table, at this large venue, you're gonna make me put away like half of my inventory. Um, so I wanted to make my own event where, yes, we're gonna be family friendly because I I am completely and totally for families and kids having a place to express themselves. I just wanna have an event where it's like, hey, watch your kid. We're gonna have some adult items. Please make sure your kids are there. So that was another thing of doing my own market. And I made sure with, uh, with uh, the venue blanking out affirmations
1: there you go Uh, i was like is it okay if we
2: have something like that and just because because queer people should just be able to express themselves one thing that i hate i'm losing track of where i was going is that uh when queer people express themselves sexually or any kind of form it's always viewed as inappropriate for kids while like straight people can have similar items they can have similar things but yet it's so normalized you know it's like oh a kid can see that A kid can see a woman in her bikini on a poster for sports oh women you know watch women dance for sports stuff like that it's just annoying anyways so i wanted to make my own market where like queer people don't have to worry about that i don't want anyone there thinking that they're they can't show side to themselves if it's not inappropriate if someone's being inappropriate if someone's you know targeting something obviously i don't want that there but that was my idea going into this market. And I just want a bunch of gays together. You yes. know, I am always the odd even at gay markets, I'm always the odd one out because my booth is always the gayest one. I always navigate. Those kinds of spaces of like, because people are always like, we want you there. Like, you're so gay. Like, we'd love how open you are. <laughs> and I always think like, yeah, <laughs> that's how I always, That's how people approach me. And I love it because it's like, I spent so you're long. You're so ref-
1: cool and so gay. Please come to our thing. <laughs>
2: my roommate wallace he's <laughs> to me, I, love I love it honestly i do love when people i just, one thing i will say is like i always have the gayest booth and it's always just the shock of like younger queer people even older ones they just like their face lights up and i can just tell that they're so they feel like i that's what i want i want people to feel welcome i want people to feel comfortable and they're just always so excited to see my booth at events and i think that's like what always keeps me going back to doing marketing because i just uh, our markets because I do love that aspect of it. Um, but yeah, so I started the holiday market. So obviously right off the bat, it's gay, it's for queer people, but everyone is welcome. I even opened up applications for um, vendors or artists. Oh, what I was going with is that uh, whenever I navigate these events, is that I was thinking, are these other people, are they gay artists making art or are they gay? artists making gay art I'm a gay artist that makes gay art and a lot of the vendors that I do uh, a lot of the markets it's always like gay artists with artwork so I always stand out you know and it's it's fine but it it does suck to kind of like always be the sore thumb because I always get the performative people who go up to my booths and they're just like oh like oh like you know they want me to like interact with them in that way and I'm just like buy something or leave I'm so sorry (laughs) (laughs) I'm tired right so I wanted You're to make like, a market where, like, it, it, yeah. It's exhausting, it's like I would assume. I it's like, uh,
1: you know. It, it is uh, Yeah, it is sure, exhausting. I'll be here.
2: I was just. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like, I'm not going to do a song and dance with you. Either get something or leave. That's the worst way to think of selling yourself. But it does get exhausting. So People will, who are listening, don't act that way. Uh, so
0: still, will there be that? a manager where I can pay for a song and dance?
2: Yes, just for you all
1: right
2: there you go <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i'm gonna get one
1: oh, I i'll love have it. one there for
2: you but yeah the market uh i finally found affirmations uh they were very excited to host it they've been wanting to do something justin betcher is the guy who i talked to directly and he was like i've been wanting to host a market like this um for a while but he just like hadn't had time to do it you know for whatever reason and i was like mama if you need anything else i'll help you do it like, like i was. Would- like help set something up like this. I know so many people who ask me like, how do you get your markets? How do you, like, how are you constantly finding places to vendor at and stuff like that? And I feel bad cause I'm like, I get asked a lot. <laughs> a lot of the opportunities I get they reach out to me and it's like, it's good and it's bad. Cause I get lazy and I'm like, ah, I'll get opportunities. So I don't actively look for a lot of opportunities. Um, but yeah, I was like, let me make a market where I can help others. You know start off or you know get bigger um i have a few people who are new to markets that are going to be at the holiday market and i'm very excited because i want them to have a good experience with their first time i've had like good and bad experiences so i just wanted to be a market where everyone's just gay everyone feels accepted everyone feels welcome and just like starting a community where people can like talk to each other and um Just experience something that isn't just like, okay, you show up, you put your stuff up, and then you leave at a certain time. I want people to feel like they're genuinely a part of something is what my idea was about it. So I'm very about community and, like, the girls having fun and supporting each other.
1: I love that. that And that's one of those things, too, where, like, a lot of the time, especially after the pandemic, I kept hearing from people, like, Having such a hard time connecting with other artists. I'm having such a hard time, you know, making friends with other artists that, you know, want to be friends. Like, you get some of those people that are like, I'm only here for the competition. But, like, you know, having, even with me, like, not to, like, I'm not making it about me for two seconds, but like, we are straight passing, but we're not straight. And so it's like one of those things where like, I think sometimes people forget we're both gay right. and it's nice oh, okay. to be in a space where like I can go and be around other queer people and have an acceptance mm-hmm. s- situation, you know, oh, even yes. with um possum punks <laughs> and um, those are our friends too. And it's like, I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait. Okay. They're just transitioning now. So it's like kind of that vibe really? where it's like we're all kind of connecting and it's great yeah. to be able to be around other queer artists and enjoy that space. So I, I say thank you to you for that. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> of course. I Yeah, that's what it is. Nice. I love uh, it. I do hate that competition aspect that some artists will have with each other. There's a lot. Um, I So I blew up over the pandemic and in 2021 too i blew up on tiktok i had a pretty big account that got deleted because uh, straight people kept reporting me work, work I make. but anyways a lot of people would comment and be like how do you make your items how do you make your earrings how do you make your ornaments how do you make this how do you make that um and i would make videos being like this is where i printed out from these are several places i've done it this is the best this is the worst this is how you do it this is that and that and that and they would just like be so thankful because there's artists on there this is the point of my thing is that there are so many on there who would be like i can't tell you that because then the manufacturer would get too many people and then i wouldn't be able to get my item or i can't tell you that because you're gonna make what i make and and it's just like it's such a shitty way of thinking when being an artist because it's it is a community thing and it's changed so much and to make it a competition um you know it's like if you're good at what you do no one can replicate you. I've had people steal my designs. I've had people hire someone who could like, who tried to replicate what I make. And it's just not the same. They've even showed me like, you know, I make these little handkerchief pins. I have one right here. There you you go. Um, (laughs) For the, uh, yeah. And I've had someone who wanted to me to design them a pen similar to that. And I was too. So they went with her and they tried to recreate it. They couldn't recreate it. And it's just like, I know they couldn't because i'm good at what i do and if like you're good at, if you're confident in yourself you know that no one can outdo you and right. if it happens it happens like it's the way of the world you know and i just think it's dumb when people are like well this is competition i can't talk to you blah blah blah, 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 blah. it's like you're destroying right like possible friendships possible connections you know it's dumb. Like, I, I try to make friends with people at these markets. And look at how far I've gotten because of that, you know, being warm and welcoming. And I get so many. I'm very thankful of all the opportunities I get because people genuinely like me because I'm not that way. It's like, don't be that way. You can, you know, try not to be.
1: Yeah, the the photographer community gets that way a lot. And oh, I, I definitely have seen it for so many years to the point of like there was actually a good chunk of time where I wouldn't enter into shows I wouldn't do anything involving community whether it was like you know group shoots or anything like that because it it got too toxic and so like having safe spaces where you can hmm. connect with other people that are like-minded is really important to have And I've never been like one that felt the need to gatekeep resources and stuff like that. So I'm glad to hear that you're very much like that, too, where it's just like, you know, I'll tell you. I'll tell you where I got it done. I'll tell you how I, you know, because at the end of the day, we're all stronger together.
2: (laughs) Yeah. That's, That's exactly it. It's like, look at what we can create when we're all working together. Like, that's how do you guys not realize that Yeah, it's so dumb and that's how uh, it's but i do give people resources even at, at events artists will come up to me even people who are just like shopping they'll be like where'd you get this from i've always wondered like i have a niece or a nephew and i'll be like here's the email to the to the person directly that you can message right now to get this done for you um i work a lot with fka merch Uh, Shout out to them. They're an all queer owned company in Texas. Uh, They're a printing company. And I tell people about them all the time because they also fight legislation in Texas for like, you know, banning trans people, banning drag. They're constantly at the Capitol protesting and getting stuff signed. So I'm always vocal. Like if you don't know where to start this company message, this lesbian that I know that works there. I call her my lesbian, probably not the best thing to call someone, but I love her. Um, and we, uh, I always send them directly to her and I'm like, you can email her and tell her I sent you and she'll walk you through everything. And it's just like, always be, be, you don't always have to be, but like life is better when you're just nice and pleasant and you try to be there for others. You don't always have to be, but if you want to try to make it somewhat, you know, you got to build a community. You got to be there for others. I feel like I'm oh, not yeah. explaining that right, but whatever. <laughs>
1: Hell yeah. No, I love that. <laughs> so uh, as we wrap up here, unless you have any other questions, you have any other questions, put uh, down the spot.
0: I, I did have a question. You said you went to CCS uh, specifically to work on children's books. Um, as somebody who's never been to a, a, a creative college, something like that, is there like a math or a science to like color palette or, you know, the positioning you think with children's books, usually like a picture and then some words on it. Is there... Do they teach you like what what do they teach you when it comes to putting
2: together children's books so the children's book class that i took so you so ccs is divided into different kinds of um departments so there's like illustration which is where i was at there's fibers which is like quite make like uh dress dresses you make fabric there's uh design there's automotive there was uh advertisement graphic design and photography so depending on where you go i went to illustration so you can there's so many things you do with illustration so you can do um like magazines you could editorials what they call it fine oh there's fine arts apart fine arts and illustration are completely two different things but you can take a fine art direction through illustration um that you could do uh children's books. So that class we were taught how to how to explain. Like make using bright colors, using more rounded right. shapes, things that like attract kids. Yeah. How to set up pages, how to simplify how to um I'm trying to think now. Um yeah, it's just like how to set up the book and like get the eye to flow through You also pay. Right. You open the book and you you know how we read. So like how to get the illustrations to flow that way to get the eye to keep going to the next page. There there is a science to it. There is a math to it. Really. And once you get it down, it's just. I'm a
0: comic book fan. And I know that there is like a a science to getting. Oh yeah. Getting the eye to follow where you want it to go on the page. That's why word Mm -hmm. balloons are positioned in the ways that they are to try and get you to read them in the correct order and that kind of thing. So I was. I was just curious, you know, if there was this similar thing with children's yeah. books where it's like there's a particular palette you want to use color wise because uh, mm-hmm. the kids normally will be attracted to these colors as opposed to these colors. And like you were saying, with shapes, oh, like oh. rounded shapes, oh, yeah. because those are more those are shapes that they're more attracted to, you know, visually.
2: Yeah. And they're like friendlier, round faces, yep. round like when you, you know. Yeah. It's, I wonder it's why fun. Bluey have...
1: works. Bluey is absolutely yeah. Oh, yeah. round.
2: Mm -hmm. it's round the colors are pretty they're not too in your face and i always bring up that i did children's books first because my work is always so bright and colorful and people always bring that up and i'm like oh well yeah because (laughs) it's to attract uh, yeah i was trained to be able to attract kids to my work uh i just went a different route with it that now i just attract adults no it's very cool
1: well, the adults have the money, so yeah. that's a plus.
2: plus. <laughs> adults do have the money. That's yeah, and I mean, if you want a peek on how I picked vendors for my holiday, like, I don't know. We're running out of time. Oh, That you're was good. one of the yeah. One criteria the, the was like we need being a vendor for so long, just doing the Ferndale. I did Ferndale Underground, and there was just kids running around, like literally running wraps uh, laps around the the table. <laughs> And my mindset picking mark uh, artists and vendors for my market, I was like, we need tables where they have something where the parent will be willing to buy the kid something. So the parents will be like, okay, here's your thing. Now shut up and let me, you know, <laughs> around and like shop. So that was like one of my things. Basically, you always have to like think, of, think that way. So I picked some vendors who are queer and they make kid safe work, like knitting and like stickers and stuff like that that kid-friendly that was like that's a mindset you have to have to it
1: now it's cool that you're you're thinking about that as well making sure that they do have a, a sort of space for that and everything and then i know that um with the advertisement it was that there will be the non-safe for work portion and that'll be like in a specific area versus like mm-hmm. right mixed in with where the kids stuff is which is definitely smart
2: <laughs> yeah Oh, yeah, because I want, like, parents to be able to, like, okay, now I know, like, because there's two levels to the space. Mm -hmm. So I was going to try to put more of those, like, downstairs so I could tell parents, like, this maybe you want to watch your kids just to look like, and it's, no one's going to have work that is going to be, like, outright. Uh, I always explained, like, there's not going to be any penetration. There's not going to be any fluids or liquids (laughs) in the work. It's, (laughs) like, pretty safe. Uh, Probably be, like, dildo like a picture of a dildo or like stuff like that um it's so funny because i look at my work and i'm like i don't show like full-on like sex so i feel like it's not that you know dirty but well, it go back to that, that. mindset um, that you were talking about earlier really, where like some of the them will I'm be thinking. like
1: you'll get these people that will look at it and go well oh well that's depicting like a guy upside down and you can see the outline of his junk or something and it's like yeah but like you can see that with women they always bend women so over with it. asses and things like that why is it different oh, You know? yeah so it's it's what somebody's mind has been programmed to believe in, in. the first place so it's it's nice that you are oh, willing sure. to cut like give that space like okay well here's the here's the safe area for you guys if that's you know what you're into but we got this upstairs yeah. you know it's it keeps everybody happy
2: yeah Excuse me. Yeah, and that's what I want. I just want people to feel comfortable. I want them to come and support small businesses and try, you know, this Christmas because I know a lot of people also have financial troubles. A lot of corporations are funding things that we all don't agree with. We um, mm-hmm. won't bring that up, but I want people to just be able to come and shop ethically and smartly and within their budgets. So there's, yeah. And that's obviously, like, we hope yeah. too
1: that people will donate to affirmations as well
2: oh yeah yeah Yeah, yes i've yeah (laughs) yeah i tried i tried to make it more of a fundraiser but affirmations was like you're doing. i think we're good with the food table that all the money from there will go to affirmations and as well as the donations from the vendors uh the booth price um I was like, I know, but we could do more. We could do more. We're in the community. We could. Uh, I don't know. I'm limited on what people want me to do. People always tell me I do way too much, and it is true. <laughs> but Feel I just that. know
1: we could do more. <laughs> well, cool. Um, so tell us yeah. when it's happening. Well, is there a cover? Anything like that? Yeah, Give us the details. yeah details.
2: The, the beats. No, there is no cover. It's free. Women, men, gays. Um well however you identify you get in free. Uh your kids have to pay though out of their <laughs> own piggy banks. Uh, <laughs> they have to bring their piggy bank and I want to break it in front of them. Take the money out. <laughs> No, everyone <Come> <laughs> you- sacrifice. <laughs> you want in kid. Uh no, everyone gets in free. It's at Affirmations in Ferndale. If you don't know, it's a queer community center. Um it's December 9th. 1 to 7 p.m and i think affirmations is hosting or they have a show later that night I, I didn't know that they had like a public theater attached so they're having a show then so you can shop and then go see a, a christmas show afterwards i think it's a christmas show i don't know i might be wrong on that part i know there's always popping
1: so we got everything really all is. the time
2: <laughs> yeah i i don't even think um oh. I think 215 might be also having a party that night, too, but mm. I don't know. Uh, I know I, I ended up
1: um, bailing on one of my shifts at Magic Bag because I, I was doing this instead. So I told them, I'm like, I'm going to be down the street really? if anybody wants to come say hi. <laughs> I got
2: what, is, what is Magic? Wait, what did you say? Magic Bag? Magic Bag.
1: It's, it's a venue that's on um, Woodward, uh, near Nine Mile, near Como's and stuff, and they do, they do some, like, some like off the beaten path concerts there's some cover bands all that different okay. stuff so they do like tons of different things they just had um a couple weeks ago they had pussy riot there the activists that did um all the Boom. protests in the U- for ukraine and um in russia and stuff like that so they came and did like an art demonstration essentially so stuff like that will come through occasionally. Um, the bands, the Lemon Twigs, came through and they had opened for My Chemical Romance, and apparently Gerard really loves them. So like they had come through and played a show. So we get like really like oh. cool random stuff. But it's a it's an yeah. awesome venue. So nice,
2: I love that. Yeah, yeah I um since so uh I don't know the exact address. Go to Facebook or Instagram <laughs> affirmations for that. Uh, or or my Instagram is there too. What else about the event? We'll have snacks and drinks. Um, um up time is eleven thirty, but you only have to know that if you're an artist <laughs> bending there. Um
0: when does it what open? Else?
2: It might rain that day. Uh what? When does it open? It's, uh one till nine or sorry, one p.m. to seven p.m. Yeah. Is that you yep. December 9th. There we go. Cool. Love
1: yep. it, and then um, tell everybody where they can find your artwork and connect with you and your Etsy store and everything like that.
2: Yeah, you can find me at Chunky Sequence on any social media platform. <laughs> you could just type in Chunky Sequence, and I'll probably be there. Uh, my Etsy is chunkysequence.etsy.com. dot com. Don't know how to spell Chunky Sequence? It is C H U N K Y S E Q U i n s people don't know how to say it sometimes it's very weird (laughs) um what else did you say you can find me on instagram i'm rarely on twitter now uh because they suck yeah Um, i moved to threads i'm completely done with twitter (laughs) honestly yeah i barely use it um i'm on blue sky what else am i on you can find me in your dreams uh stealing the souls of kids to sit young you can find me I in the corner doing that everything.
1: yeah his hair is getting progressively grayer as we're sitting here
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just stealing you um that's yeah, some powerful uh, youth at... stealing over zoom <laughs> yeah sure i am now um uh, it takes some time to get that point I'm not humble brag about it uh i'll be at the regal beagle in Ypsilani uh, I overbooked this weekend. I don't know when this comes out. <laughs> the weekend of the first weekend of December, I have Regal Beagle Thursday, and then I have uh the Ypsilanti Krampus Market, yeah Friday, and then I have Noel Night in Detroit that Saturday. So if you go to any of those events, I'll be there.
1: So busy That's what you want to find me? <laughs> I,
2: I am. I am busy. Then that next weekend is the market.
1: That's awesome. Well, it gives you another kick beforehand to be like, hey, come to the thing. Hey, come to the thing. Being at all the other. Yeah. yeah. So definitely put put your flyers out, put put some information out somehow.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I was going to make flyers to pass out to people a tip. If you're going to start vending, um, when you have your own booth and people come up, it's always smart to tell them where you'll be next because they people love to come see you again if they love your work or they try to go you know support it Uh, either way if they don't buy from you they'll buy from someone else
0: so i tell people oh i'll
2: be here in a few months or i'll be here next week you know
1: if you if you for any reason need a plug for flyers um rocket printing in royal oak does a really good job Oh, OK. And they they've done um they have sponsored some of the prides for Roy- the, the last pride for Royal Oak. And I think the one beforehand, they were sponsors. So they're part of the community.
2: <laughs> OK, that sounds familiar. Um, yeah,
1: they're I mean... right by Oak House Deli. Um, I know that okay. one of the stages for pride was right there, like where the DJs were. I think that was where um Gabby Hemlock was playing. It was right near the, the bookshop and stuff. So they're right in that area.
2: I did pass out flyers. I put out flyers in Royal Oak and Ferndale all day yesterday. Nice. So, if you're in those areas, go find them. You won't get a prize, but it'll be fun. It'll be <laughs> fun to, to go do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You found the prize reading flyer. what I
2: wrote. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. Huh. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. And I can't wait to be at the market and everybody go. It's going to be awesome. There's going to be so much cool stuff. Can,
2: oh
0: yeah. Can we see your dog one more time? <laughs> Eugene. hello Aww.
1: Come here. Look at the popper. Oh, good go. <laughs> dog. Dog fiend over so cool. here. <laughs> All right. We will be on my butt. right back with our serotonin boost here on the Really Big Fan podcast. <laughs>
0: I got to ask him why his branding is Chunky Sequence.
1: Yeah, I have no idea either. I never asked. I'll have to go to the show and find out. There you go. That'll be my question for him. I didn't, I didn't put you down as a helper because I didn't want to make you sit there with me all day. I appreciate that. <laughs> you you only get that treatment when it's for my shows. <laughs> hey, you're coming and you're working. It doesn't matter
0: when I show up. You're still going to strong arm me into doing something.
1: I, I strong-armed you this time into going to watch Anti-Ghost. Did you? At the at, Found of the Underground, remember? I, yes, you did. I was like, go! Go watch them! Yes. Go watch them right now!
0: I was at the front for, for most of the, the night. It's, it's like, really...
1: you put me in the rap room! <laughs> <laughs> but that means I get to see uh, Mark Cooper. Yeah, you got to see Mark go. Mark is great. He's great.
0: Hell yeah. And so is Chunky Sequence. Thank you for joining us for the really big fan podcast. I saw on the on the fridge that you've already got a guest lined up for next week too. I do. You're working yes. ahead. I, I'm trying to. That's good.
1: Because if That's I work nice. ahead, then it's it it then I don't we don't have the conversation on Monday of uh, hey, who are we talking to t- t- t-
0: this week? <laughs> this week. So um speaking of forgetting things, uh this should have been in the headlines. This should have been right at the top of the headlines. I can't believe that I didn't mention it, but uh cm punk's back in the wwe oh yeah (laughs) i mean this (laughs) yeah you
1: see the difference between who cares and who doesn't in this house not really a pro cm punk household but um no randy orton's back randy orton's back that's
0: what i care about our truth is back
1: Ah,
0: (laughs) 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 yeah no Survivor series was real fun uh a lot of good matches and our
1: truth where have you been I've been here the whole time. I've been here man. Time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love him so much. Yeah, no, he's he's fantastic. I'm in, I am interested to see uh, what CM Punk brings to the WWE in this particular run. Uh, I am I am apprehensive to get excited about him, but we'll see if he's still around in three months. Hasn't hurt himself. Hasn't gotten in a fight with a bunch of people backstage. Isn't a super miserable bastard at a press conference eating muffin? Then uh, hey, maybe I'll be excited to see a bug's back at the Royal Rumble or something. But
1: my biggest regret going to Riot Fest was not going to that.
0: Not going show. to eat a muffin. Was it
1: a muffin or a cupcake? Oh, I thought gosh. it was a cupcake. No, I think was it, it was a muffin? muffin. Yeah. I, I really intended on going to that shop, and yeah. then I just ran out of time. It was, I basically had the choice of going to Zuzu's again or going to get a muffin. That's fair. And I, I said, Billy Corgan, I'm on my way.
0: That's why Smashing Pumpkins is three years running on the top of our Spotify wraps.
1: Yeah, I texted you that one
0: day, and I was like, "Come out here and fight me, Billy,
1: you punk!" <laughs> and you're like, "You don't want to fight Billy? He's tall. Yes, he's he's
0: over six foot. He's got massive reach. <laughs> he owns a wrestling company, so I'm sure he knows a few
1: things. In theory, yeah. And I don't want to fight Billy you Corbin. Don't, I, I, don't I just I was just sitting in a, in the lobby, going, "Get out here!
0: I <laughs> just want to watch him play guitar. Yeah, so exactly. you know, pretty. Yeah, and look at and and look at all his cool effects pedals." There's a video online. As if you
1: would be even looking at Billy. You'd be staring at Jimmy Chamberlain.
0: If he was there. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, Billy, you're very pretty. Where's Jimmy? Yeah. <laughs> I want to have his adopted babies. Yep.
1: That is that is the time that you use that phrase yep. when it comes to Jimmy Chamberlain. It's true.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, uh, before we get into our serotonin boost, I want to remind you guys that you can subscribe to the podcast over on Patreon uh at the $5 a month tier is it the $5 yeah at the $5 a month tier you get this podcast ad free uh cuz someday there will be ads in this podcast maybe not today but someday uh and at the $10 tier you get our really big fan podcast double feature where me and Mike Pandoff are talking about movies we just wrapped up the latest episode uh there was one episode I wanted to drop during Thanksgiving that is going to be a little bit late but it will go up this week, and then uh, we're, we're we're trucking. We're going right through the uh, Christmas season with some cool movies. Um, so, yeah, check us out over at patreon.com backslash really big fan pod for that. And with that being said, it's serotonin boost time. Do you want to go first?
1: I can go first. All right, go ahead. So, I said I had a much better one. You repurchased me a Pokemon game.
0: I did over the Black Friday. Yes.
1: Yep. So so full full disclosure here, uh, I had Let's Go Eevee, and then Chuck sold it because he thought I was done with it. I- <laughs> And I went to go play it one day, and I went, hey, where did Let's Go Eevee go? And he goes, oh, I got rid of that. And I was like, but why? <laughs> and he's felt bad about it ever since. So he got me the Pikachu one this time because he asked me which one I would want.
0: But yeah, because, well, I ask you if I got you Evie, are you just going to start over? Because mm-hmm. that's, I'm assuming you want to play it again, yes. not still. Like, there's not any end game content that you want to keep grinding on. You just want to play the whole game again. Yep. So, why not get you the other side?
1: I just like starting over
0: games over and over and over again. It's fine. It's, it's you know, my thing. No, that's absolutely fine. <laughs> Unfortunately, games nowadays are 60 to 100 hours long, so starting them over again is a massive undertaking.
1: I mean, it is with Banjo-Tooie as well, and that's why I only get so far, and then I stop, and then I don't play it for a while, and right. then I start over.
0: <laughs> so. You don't even care what else banjo 2 has to offer you. It could be the coolest game in the entire world. Past where you stop playing it, you will never know.
1: Well, it just gets too hard
0: Yeah, at some point. And I'm like, I don't know how to do this part. You know what? But good on you for knowing, hey, the game's too hard. Now I'm done. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's I'm what I did. With- I'm not good about that at we all.
1: We played the Donkey Kong game on the Switch because it had the um, save state thing. And it took both of us to finish it. It did. And you said that game is mean because it's very hard. It is
0: super mean. Um, It does a bunch of stuff. Like it trains you in a way that a side-scrolling platformer will train you and then immediately punishes you for remembering the training.
1: Yep. So uh, I started playing that again, and I don't have enough time in my life for it to consume my life, but it has consumed a decent amount of my sleep time. It has. Because I don't have time to play it, so the only time I have to play it is when I should be sleeping, and you've rolled over and looked at three in the morning, and I'm still playing it, and you're like, go to
0: sleep. That was the first night. That was the first night. first night you had it. I rolled over, and it was like three or four in the morning. I'm like, Mm -hmm. you go to work tomorrow. You need to go to sleep. Yep.
1: (laughs) And that's what happened the last time I had it, was that I played it. Like 40 hours
0: straight, I felt like. The difference this time is we have two Switches in the household, so yeah, I can you still play, play mine.
1: <laughs> yeah, because I kept it. You took it the one that I, I was going to play that. Okay,
0: yeah. I'll read a comic. I set it down, and then I went in the bathroom, and when I came back, she was playing She was playing the Switch <laughs> that I had brought to bed to play a game. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'll do something else on the way to sleep land. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, I'm letting that consume my life again. I'm currently running around with, I have a female Pikachu that's sitting on my shoulder. Cute. That runs with me and is dressed in a little suit and tie. Yeah. Uh It has a little hats. Um, and then I have now a Raichu. It was a Pikachu when I was talking to you about it. But when you have
0: two, you might as well evolve it.
1: Exactly. One. So I evolved the the what I was calling Pika Pew. Yeah. Because I named them Pikachu and Pika Pew. Pew Pew um, Pew no, it's a Raichu. I've got a wart Wartog? What is- Wartortle. Wartortle, yep. Um. I have a Arcanine.
0: The original Pokemon 150 are the only ones I remember the names to. <laughs>
1: right. And I have a Charmeleon currently. Nice. I want to involve him, but he hasn't gotten there yet.
0: He's missing Bulbasaur. Oh, no. Original a- three.
1: Yeah, I don't have Bulbasaur yet. I haven't run into that. Because I think I get all of them at the end. Do you get any EV in the Pikachu game at all? I haven't seen any EV. I wonder if you don't get one. Um, I I would assume you could probably find one somewhere, but I haven't run into it yet. I did find a Mister Mime, which I thought was really <laughs> weird because I don't remember getting like it's one of the original one fifty. Yeah, like I just don't remember running into a Mister Mime, and he was just like gallivanting in a field. Yeah, and I'm like, what? Why is the mime in a field? <laughs> like, it it doesn't make any sense to me. He's not like a plant Pokemon. He's a he, fairy. He is not. He's but all of them a fa- wander a field. I mean, some of them, some of them are in the rock place. Or in the water. In the water. I just learned to surf so I could get stuff in the water. So I was picking up water Pokemon the other night. Nice. Um, you were trucking if you
0: got surf already.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I have I've only done three badges, though.
0: I think I asked you this already, but... Is it the nostalgia of that game being the first Pokemon game, which you remember a whole bunch about? Or is it just the mechanics of a Pokemon game that you enjoy?
1: I think a little bit of both.
0: Yeah. Like if I put a new Pokemon game, I think it was the new ones like Violet and Ruby or whatever. Like like I stuck a new Pokemon game that plays similar to Pokemon games. Would you be just as voracious about consuming it or do you think you'd be like nah I don't know any of these guys
1: no I mean I think I'd, I'd still probably play it I wouldn't want you to get me a new it would definitely have to be like get me a used copy of something no but I'm yeah, saying like, like full investment but yeah if it's I the, would play it still I do have a, a very soft spot for the 151 though
0: I've heard that gold and silver are the top but like the yeah. best Pokemon games ever and that's the one that I kind of like played half of and then stopped playing. Mm-hmm. And it makes me wanna find whatever the remake of gold or silver was and, and try it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it would still be fun. I'd still like it. Right. But I, I definitely enjoy the original Pokemon. Those are my favorites. Mm. Uh, they started getting weird. Like when we played Pokemon Unite and we're like, what the fuck is this character? So many strange aspects. I've never seen this thing before. Why does this thing look like what is what's that one? There was a really weird one that looked like like a
0: table or something. I don't know. Or there's the, the one that's just a pair of swords. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's that one. Like, what is that? Right. It's not an animal.
0: <laughs> what are you? Yeah, I don't like that one at all. You know what else is probably wild is that while we are old enough to remember, like the original 150 or something like or that kind of thing, mm-hmm. I bet if you asked a child today what their favorite Pokemon was, they would list like four Pokemon you've never heard of.
1: Maybe, Yeah.
0: Because, like, the the original 150 do have great design to them and have made mm-hmm. them timeless, uh, but it's...
1: As they started expanding them, they started getting weirder.
0: Well, it's the kind of thing that, like, that's our generation's Pokemon, mm-hmm. but now there's so... It's been so long that there are other generations that their Pokemon game was a different one, was one of the newer ones.
1: Well, probably, I mean, I could see that. It, it's really odd. It's hard to know. I feel like you know, any any kid, if you introduced them to Pikachu, they'd be all all
0: for it. I agree. You know? Yeah, like I said, the design is, is flawless. Yeah. Well, for my serotonin boost, uh, I I don't know how spoilery I want to get about it, but the new Doctor Who special that came out this past weekend is is on Disney Plus. Uh, features David Tennant and Catherine Tate returning to the roles of the Doctor and uh, Donna Donald. Noble. And um, I loved it. I had a a fantastic time. It's full of Easter eggs, really fun stuff. It introduces some new characters that are absolutely fantastic that I would hope we'd get even more of in the uh, specials that are going to come out. I guess they're going to come out with a new special every other week up to Christmas and then Christmas is where the new doctor will take over. And they're all going to be including Catherine Tay, right? I don't know. The way this one ended makes me think that she has to be in at least the next one. Right. True. I could see that. Right.
1: And now, like, they, I I don't, I'm trying not to say too much, but the way that they brought her back, because if you remember the reason why Mm -hmm. she can't know the doctor anymore is that like she'll her brain would explode and die because she absorbed the the mind of a time lord or something like right. that so they found a way around that right so it's it's cool that they're able to bring her back and do more with her
0: and the one thing I will introduce because it is my 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 serotonin boost of the episode is that uh, Donna Noble has a daughter now uh, who's named and is who's transgender and I thought the way it was handled throughout the entire episode was um perfect yeah i I can't think of another word for it i I think it was it was it didn't feel preachy at all um and it it felt i don't know it felt like a, a a real experience and when i watched it like there are episodes of doctor who that will make me tear up and 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 move me emotionally and when we first watched it i didn't really feel emotionally moved Right. But I did feel like it's good to be watching an episode of Doctor Who again.
1: Yeah, and that was my question as I asked you the other day. is Are they doing this to kind of get people re-interested in Doctor Who? Because it seems like... It, it, it sucks because Jodie Whittaker did a great job. Yeah. It's just people
0: weren't as interested. I think it's because they, br- they brought Russell T. Davies back who did the original reboot mm-hmm. well, and subsequent seasons. And then uh, they. I think bringing Catherine Tate and David Tennant back is kind of like, hey, it's the Doctor who you remember from, like, 2006, 2005. Right, Like, it has the flavor and the the stories that you remember loving. We're going to do that again. And that's the thing is, um, as soon as he left, I don't remember the guy who took over during the Matt Smith seasons, but he did fantastic work, too. But every time they would switch, it was a matter of, okay, we've got this built-in audience now Let's not so much wasn't it Stephen Moffat? Stephen Moffat, that's it, yeah. yeah. And I really liked his stuff too. But every time they would, you know, switch creators or even switch doctors, uh, it was like, well, let's try new things. Right. And sometimes you just you, know, you don't want new things. Sometimes you don't want a new recipe. You just want the old recipe. You just you just want what you what you know you like. Yep. But um yeah, it's fantastic if you haven't watched it yet and you watch Doctor Who at any point. In the last 15 years, I highly recommend it. It's a good-ass time.
1: Hey, congratulations on the serotonin. Congratulations on the serotonin.
0: (laughs) We'll check you guys next week for another really big fan podcast. feel a sneeze
1: you feel a sneeze
0: right here mm-hmm.
1: well if he sneeze, I guess
0: Achoo! here we go there it is
1: at least you only have one mine come yep. two to threes
0: I know I say. I say bless you the first time and then I'm out of bless you
1: yeah he's like I don't care if you sneeze more <laughs> I'm not blessing you again I already said bless you once what's the point of saying it a second time Yeah, sometimes mine come in sevens, too. The worst.
0: My Lord. I mean, I have sneezed multiple times before, but to know that it comes in the exact number of sevens.
1: Yeah. No, I usually am. Done. I'm usually two to three, but occasionally it'll be like five to seven. And it always seems to happen when you're sleeping. Yeah. And I have to get up out of the bed and go in the other room (laughs) to finish sneezing or I will wake you up. Because I coughed once, <laughs> and you woke up, and you were like, "I mm, you know, like." I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> <mean>, jeez, <laughs> I I'm sorry. I coughed. Let me overlook you kicking me in my sleep when you're playing drums with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So <laughs> Consciousness is very
0: serious about how much sleep I need. Okay.
1: Yeah. No. He he has um wrestling. There's all game. There he is. You're late. <laughs> <laughs> you have wrestling nightmares. You have playing music nightmares yep. where you start singing in your sleep. Yep. Yeah, it's it's a fun time. And then the one time
0: I had the nightmare,
1: the alien dream was the worst. The alien you, chasing me. He screamed in his yeah. sleep and scared the bejesus out of me. And like I, I woke her up going. <laughs> oh. Yep. Yep. <laughs> And I'm like, wait, I get to this point because I know it's like it's because you're warm. Yeah. And you're having like warm nightmares. And so then I just I got to the point now where I'll be half asleep and I just grab the blanket and throw it off of him. (laughs) And then like eventually you wake up and you grab it and you just roll over and you're like, whatever. But that one time you're like. There was an alien and you locked me out of the house. And
0: I'm like, oh my God. I actually woke myself up. I could hear myself making the god awful noise. <laughs> and immediately, like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I was dreaming. There was an alien. It was a gray alien. He was chasing me around the house and he would let me in the back door and he was going to get me. And I screamed, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then I went back to sleep.
1: But no, if I let out one cough, it's. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, maybe if you sneeze me awake, I'll do the same thing. I'll just grab your covers and roll to the other side, yeah. thinking you're warm.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe.
0: <laughs> we are nightmares to sleep next to. Yeah, it's not a
1: good time, and most of neither of us sleep very well either.
0: I remember it was that. it was like I don't know, like eight years ago or something. Like I slept at somebody else's house, mm. um, and when I woke up the next morning, they were like, "You snore." what yep yeah you make terrible noises when you're asleep Mm -hmm. oh sorry yeah you you do snore but
1: I I wear headphones and that like I listen to brown noise so I don't hear the snoring as much now but anything louder than a snore I hear right which is not helpful because the cats are louder than a snore.
0: Unfortunately, yeah, and and
1: they like to wake us up at six a.m.
0: I was telling them at my new job uh, today that um they uh that my cats have learned my schedule. So throughout Thanksgiving break, Kylo woke me up every day at about six thirty seven o'clock because yep. like you're gonna be late, Dad. You gotta go to work. I'm like, dude, it's Saturday. Yep.
1: Well, and it's like, so that happens to you. And now Lou is copying Kylo. So when I'm supposed to get up, he wakes me up 15 minutes before I'm supposed to be awake. by standing in the doorway of my office. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? (laughs) Stop.
0: It's funny that they've decided Kylo is my morning buddy. Yeah. He's your morning buddy. Yep. Lou does like to uh, help me brush my teeth, though.
1: Yeah, he doesn't do that to me. He only does that to you.
0: It's it's right. turned into an almost everyday thing. Like yeah. as soon as he, he gets the sink, as soon as he hears the sink and the toothbrush, he's got to come up there, hop up on the counter. Um, he has to he has to bat at the toothbrush, and then when he gets it too close to his face, make the face because it yeah, because of the mint smell.
1: Well, that's what Kylo used to do when I would drink orange juice. Was that he'd always want the orange? He'd juice want the orange and juice, and put it his smelled nose, it. Nose, and then he. It was like oh you I'm like, you, I, we do this every day.
0: This is a strong smell. I thought maybe today it'd be different. No. <laughs> nope. It's always going to smell like that, Kylo.